Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Let's read from Genesis chapter 12, starting at verse 1 here. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, leave your relatives and your father's family and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed because of you. Wow. That's just the first of the times that God decided to bless Abram. And then Abraham, he just kept blessing him, blessing him. He just plucked him out of obscurity and decided to bless him, which is exactly what he wants to do to you and to me. He wants to pluck you out of wherever you are and plug you into blessing. And uh, when I became a Christian, I thought that uh, one of my motivations was fear. You know, I was afraid of hell. I didn't want to go there. Also, God is a big guy. He could just sort of think and I'd be off the planet. You know, I, he'd just squash me, crush me. I got a, a grand piano. Thank you, darling. You wouldn't have enjoyed that, would you? Grand piano sound. Ching! On top of me. So I was afraid. And I also had, a, I was a bit, I had guilt. I was ridden with guilt. I'd been, uh, close your ears, my sister. Um, my sister's in second row. Uh, I'd used drugs and I'd lied about it. And uh, so I, I had guilt. There were other things that I'd done that I felt guilt and shame for. Plus I had an emptiness. And uh, plus I was asking questions and everything else was silly. Every other religion is silly. And atheism is stupid. Uh, only a fool says there is no God. And, um, and I still believe that. But then the longer I've been a Christian, the more I've realized that there's another good reason to become a Christian, and that is you're blessed. It's a better life. It's a better life. You know, I I look back over my life and and every area has been blessed. I've got, starting on the inside, you know, that, that turmoil of emptiness, gone. Guilt, gone. Uh, yeah, I still struggle with being a boofhead male and boofhead person. I make stupid decisions sometimes. None of you do, but I did. I do. And uh, I'm selfish and I, and I think about myself and I'm, I don't think about God. And I don't allow, uh, I don't trust that what he says is going to be the best outcome. So I decide to do things my own way. But you know what? God still loves me. He still accepts me. All I have to do is say sorry and I come back to him and everything's fine. And There's this continual turnover of cleansing, cleansing. And there's this spring inside of me bubbling up that no matter how bad uh, a decision is or how stupid I've been, the, it just gets washed away. Again, it's just a continual bubbling up spring of new life and cleansing. It comes in right from the very heart. And then I look at, at now I have purpose and I have meaning. That's another blessing. I know what I'm about. I know what I'm to do. I've got a calling and I'm doing it. You know, that is a wonderful blessing. Plus, I'm married to this beautiful person who's he's on the same track, We're both heading the same direction. And we both uh, accept each other. We both know each other's weaknesses. Well, Mel knows my weaknesses and I know her weakness, <laughs> which is cupcakes, her one weakness. 
Although don't bring any starbursts into the house either. That's, a, that's her one weakness. Um, so we forget, there's this continual rolling thing of grace because we've been forgiven and so we are able to forgive. And there's grace over our lives, grace over our marriage. We're able to negotiate things and move on. We're able to go. We are, our marriage is better today than it was yesterday. It's better today than it was last year. Next year it's going to be even better because we're on this continual rolling uh, thing of God drawing us forward. Then I look at our family, I look at our children. We've got amazing, wonderful children. We have great times. We're all together. They, uh, all of us have issues and challenges in life, and yet we know that God is with us. He's moving us forward. All things are working together. We've got, uh, we look at our possessions. This is just talking, the, the blessing of God just radiates out. We look at our possessions, and we have, after 31 years of tithing and giving offerings, we have uh, everything we need. We don't need anything. We've got peace in that whole financial area. We've got a, a lovely home. We've got all the possessions we need. We've got to go on holidays and things. Okay, it's not the biggest and the most expensive and the most wonderful of everything, but it's, it's fantastic. It's blessing. We look at our friends. We've got wonderful friends. We've got so many wonderful friends. We're healthy. We're physically healthy. We are under a blessing. When we've had issues, we've gone to God and he's worked on them. They always don't necessarily come out the way we like, but, but they always come out well. They come out well. The word that the Bible uses in, when it says blessed Abraham, God blessed Abraham, is the word barak, uh, B-A-R-A-K. It's not cheering top of barak, a different barak. It means the extended uh, Hebrew meaning there is an endowment of power to succeed, prosper, uh, fecundity, which is to mean have as many children as you want to have and to live a long, healthy life. That's the blessing that we're under. That's the blessing that Abraham was under. And there's some people here today, and you need to grab hold of that. You need to say, that's, that's for me. And let me explain why. In a moment, as I said, Ab was plucked from obscurity, and all he had to do was leave his past behind and believe God for his today and believe God for his tomorrow. God said, leave that behind. I'm taking you somewhere. And he took him to blessing. And uh, Jesus said to the Pharisees, if you were indeed the children of God, you'd do the work, uh, the children of Abraham, you would be doing the work of Abraham. And the work of Abraham, the work is to believe. It's to believe and to act as if it's true. That's the work of Abraham. Abraham believed God and acted on it. That's the, all he had to do. That's all you and I have to do. Look at this when, uh, in Genesis 24, verses 1 and verse 35. It says, Abraham was now a very old man. This is when he sent his servant to go and find a wife for his son. He was now a very old man. The Lord had blessed him in every way. And this is how his, his servant introduced his master Abraham to strangers. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, verse 35. He has become a wealthy man. The Lord has given him flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, a fortune in silver and gold, and many male and female servants and camels and donkeys. We don't know Abraham's last name. I think it might have been Goldman. 
or maybe Goldstein. God had blessed him in every way. You know, I used to think that being a Christian, you just get the spiritual blessings. Just get saved and on the inside something happens and, and uh, the inner turmoil is dealt with and everything else. But then I realized that it radiates out into everything. It radiated out into all of Abraham's life. He had a huge life. He had wealth. He had health as well as salvation. And that's what God wants to do to us as well. Let me look at this with you. I mean, we still have problems and things, bad things happen. The Bible even promises that, that uh, good and bad and the cycle of chance happen to all people. We still make some bad decisions as well, and we reap the consequences of that. However, the Bible promises that all things work together for good. Every single thing. It's like a tractor beam that's got us, and we are being drawn toward not the death star, but... The the good star. And even if we make stupid decisions along the way that seem to be completely contrary direction, they seem to be going the bad way, it's still in the tractor beam. Every decision we make, no matter, matter, matter what it is, God has got a way that he can work it out for good. And it's all being drawn like gravitational force, mighty tractor beam, beam to good. All things work together for good. Every single thing. And because we're Christians, look at this, Galatians 3 verse 9 and Galatians 3 verse 29. Look at this. So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Every promise of God in Christ is yes All that blessing that was over Abraham's life is over us. We are blessed. We are children of Abraham. God said, I'm going to have this as an everlasting covenant with your children, with your seed, actually. Jesus And Jesus grabbed that for us, and he said, right, you believe in me, you get the same blessing. You believe in me, you get the same blessing that Abraham was under. What was that blessing again? It was health, it was wealth, it was salvation. It's like God has been developing a tree. He's, been, he's got these fantastic roots going down into heaven and he's been nurturing a tree. And then he just takes bits and pieces of other trees that want to and grafts them in. Your roots are hopeless. I'm going to graft you into the root of life. We are in the tree of Abraham. I want to let that sink in, guys. That's who we are. We're under the blessing. Are you, we need to speak that over our life. Tomorrow morning, every day, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed with health. I'm blessed with wealth. I'm blessed with salvation. I've got the exact same blessing as Abraham. It's not a worse covenant. It's not a worse agreement. It's better than the Old Testament. Everything that was in the uh, promises to Abraham now belongs to me. God said, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to bless you. And his life was blessed. He had a long life. Like one of the other promises to Abraham, he says, I'm going to, with a long life, you're going to live. You're going to uh, live a peaceable and die at a good old age. You're not going to die at a sick, sad old age. You're going to die at a good old age. 
That's what I'm believing for. Are you? The only thing you have to do, folks, is to believe it. You believe it and you live as if it's true. So believe it. I'm blessed. Everyone say, I'm blessed. You're living under this blessing. We are blessed. Look at this verse in Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6. It says this, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, this is God talking to the children of Israel, Abraham's descendants by blood. And uh, actually Moses wrote this, but he says, about what God said, if you will indeed obey my voice and my covenant, you will be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. I had to do the King James Version there because I wanted the word peculiar. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are peculiar. And in verse 6 it says, and you shall be, ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Hello, where do we hear that again? In 1 Peter chapter 2, Peter says the same thing of Christians. The same thing that's spoken over Abraham's descendants by blood now belongs to us by faith. 1 Peter 2.9, uh, ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Turn to the other person on the other side and say, you're peculiar too. That you should show forth the praises of him who called you and out of darkness and into his marvelous light. All the promises of Abraham, there are, about, there are at least 50 of them, belong to you and me. We just need to live it. We need to believe it. It belongs to me. I look back over our life and I can see every blessing of Abraham is over our lives. We just need to believe it. God, I believe it. And we pray over it and we bind the devil off it. We say, look, devil, what you're trying to do to me right now financially, you can't do it. I'm under blessing. The devil's trying to get you under some sort of sickness thing. You can't do it. I'm under blessing. Look at how God blessed the children of Israel right through the, uh, the time in the wilderness and into their own land. We are blessed. Are you convinced yet? I'm not sure you are. Okay, but then we move on to the next bit. We are blessed to bless is the name of our message today. We are blessed. We are blessed. We're totally blessed. You've got to get that into you. It might take a couple of hours of meditation or more. Abraham was given a mission by God. Did you notice that? Can we go back to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 and 2? He says there, leave your nation, country, leave your relatives, your father's family, or go to the land. I'll show you. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make you famous. You will be a blessing to others. Verse 3, I'll bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed because of you. Now, Abraham was the line leading directly to Christ, and that's the main blessing. But Abraham's blessing was passed on. And I think the number one way that we pass on our blessing, the number one thing that we do to bless others is to bless our children. Now, our children, uh, Abraham, it says later on that everything of Abraham's went to Isaac. And so it went on down through the line. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing continued, and then, but it was going through and then went to Christ. And now it comes through Christ to us. And there's a pass on. There's a giving, as Pramod said, uh, a real believer, a person who's living under the blessing of Abraham has a pass on giving attitude. And we want to pass it on to our children. You know, a transition between one generation and the next is a critical thing. 
And we've got to make sure that those kids in the kids' church out there are getting it passed on in a way that is full of life and health. So let's pass on. We can leave a wonderful building here. That's part of what we're doing in our uh, So Good um, uh, campaign this month. But we want a lot more than that. We want to pass on the blessing of God to them. There will come a point where God doesn't have any grandchildren. There will come a point where every child has to make their own decision. Do I want to be grafted in like my parents were grafted in? And, uh, you know, I YouTube grafting in. It's a process. It involves the, the twigs being cut off uh, the, the uh, other tree and being stripped back and uh, then having the end of them uh, sharp, a sharp knife cut off the end of it and sticking it into the, where the sap is in the, uh, the good-rooted tree. So there's a cost involved, and every individual has to decide whether they want to do that. It's a great thing to do. Another thing that we can do to bless other people is to give love, joy, faith, peace, kindness, goodness, all the gifts of the Spirit that we're full of. We take them with us and we share them around. So when we come into a place and everyone's sad, we share a bit of joy. People are feeling broken and lonely, we share a little bit of love. Why? Because we've been blessed with it. And now we can be a blessing with it. We give the fruit of the Spirit out. We don't hold on to it. We are blessed to bless. Now the way we do it is by being generous and caring with our money. You know, look at uh, Luke 16 verse 9. Did I give you this scripture to put up here, guys? Luke 16, verse 9. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your earthly possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. In other words, we're, making, we're making, using money to make friends. The world wants to use friends to make money, but we want to use money to make friends. And one way we do that is to create such a fantastic range of events in here, in such a beautiful facility, that people are just drawn in. They have a fantastic time here. They get touched by God. None of this comes for free. We're not just meeting here with Irish tin whistles. We're... we're, we're, we're paying into it, and we're using our resources to make more friends for Jesus. And that's part of what we're doing as we're pledging this uh, month. We say, I want more friends for Jesus. We want more people in this place. We want to pack this place out. Even in the 9 a.m., we're going to get some other people up early. (laughs) And the 10.30 as well. And then a fourth way to do it is by sharing the truth in love. That's how we bless people. Some people don't like to hear it, but it blesses them. The truth goes in, and it cuts in, and it says something to their hearts for the rest of their lives. It's interesting to me that, uh, as I've said before over the offering, uh, Jesus did not recommend to give poor people money as a solution to their poverty. We might give uh, blind people their sight as a solution to their blindness. You don't give poor people money to help them with their poverty. He said, the gospel shall be preached to the poor. That's what I needed to hear. I didn't need money when I was 16. I didn't need someone to say, here's a million dollars, go and have a great life. It would have messed me up, guarantee it. It messed someone up even when they're older and a little bit wiser. A whole heap of money doesn't just change uh, the windscreen washer at, at Northbourne Avenue into a blessed person. The gospel will. Because they come under the blessing of Abraham. If they can just get plugged into the graft, grafted into the 
the tree and get that good sap flowing in. Their mind starts to change. They become blessed. They start to say, well, this is great. I can do something. God believes in me. Everything's okay. I can go forward. I can believe. That's what they need to hear. They need the truth. And that's what we can bless them with. I want to finish up by saying that um, Melanie and I have uh, made a decision early on. Well, from the start of our marriage, we're going to tithe 10%, and then we're going to add another five on top of that just to, I don't know why, just to be, be nice. <laughs> to be generous to God. He's generous to us. And then every year at Build and Grow, we give another 10% on top of that. That's our decision that we made because we want to invest in something that goes beyond us. We want to invest in something eternal. We could have bought another car. You know, I could have had a flash something or other. We could have bought another house or whatever. Had a few more of these things, a few more of those little things. You know, my parents are both in residential care right now. We're disposing of all their possessions. Everything they own has now been shrunk down to a little hospital room. Everything else... My father said, just get rid of it. I don't need a flash car, but I want, to, I want to have a message that goes beyond me. I want to have a life that makes a difference and goes on and on and on and on, makes an impact. I want, to bleep, I want to be, I'm blessed. I want to be a blessing to the next generation and beyond and to all of Canberra. We uh, made that decision. We, we budgeted, uh, promote mentioned the budget, work out how much you can afford to pay per month, per week, per year. Number two, we decided let's sacrifice as well. In addition to just our normal standard budget, taking money out of savings, we're going to take money out of something else as well. We're going to drop a holiday. Or I'm going to, or you could sell something that you haven't used in your garage for three years. Sell it. Give the money to God. The, the New Testament believers did that in Acts. They sold the land. They didn't need the land. They sold it gave it. I'm not saying you need to do that, but I'm just saying that they took things they didn't really need and gave them to God instead. And then the third component is a faith component for us. We just stretch that extra little bit where we don't know where it's going to come from, but we are excited to see where it's going to come from because we have faith that something else is going to happen. God's going to provide that extra little bit. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au. We hope to see you in church again this weekend.